Every lady needs a hobby. A Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery Podcast. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Genevieve. This week we're reviewing Season 2, Episode 7. Blood at the Wheel. Blood! <laughs> blood. Blood at the Wheel. <laughs> you know, in this case, there's not a lot of blood. I don't think there's a no. lot of blood. But there is some, and she is at the wheel of a car. It's true, yeah. Um, should we do a little housekeeping before we launch into it, though? Because Definitely. We, Definitely. we have a big announcement. Yeah. We will be recording a live episode of Every Lady Needs a Hobby at Miss Fisher Con in July. So Get excited! Very excited about this. Um, we hope you are, too. We hope you are all planning to come to the con, and there are tickets left, so if you were on the fence about coming to the con, and then you thought, oh, I can see every lady needs a hobby, you should get your ticket now, because there are still some available, and we will be there. There's also going to be this, like, sweet murder mystery party that I personally am very excited about. <laughs> and yeah, it looks everything like... at the con I'm very excited about, so. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really good time, and also, like, live episode. I mean, you could be famous. Like, you could ask a question and be on the air. On our podcast. On the internet. The on internet, the internet. People. Yeah, on the, the air internet. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, yeah. yes, we are planning to have audience participation. We'll do, we'll, we'll share more with our, our specific plan leading up, but we will um, give a chance for everyone, even if you're not coming to the con, to participate in our live show. So stay tuned. Hooray. Um, well, also, thank you we for have that. merch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do another plug for that. If you want to yeah. help us out, check yeah. out our merch. It's on our website at reallyneedsahobby.com. Um, I was joking. Rob's family was over for his birthday party today, and they got talking about people on the internet that are selling their merch on YouTube. And I was like, you know, some of us are selling merch on the internet. <laughs> you got merch like, shame. Who's selling merch? I'm like, I am. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is so funny. You got merch shamed. I did. Oh, man. That's hilarious. For my podcast. <laughs> shamed. Well, you know what, listeners? Podcasting is expensive, it turns out. And also, we've got a really cool logo that was signed by our friend Madeline. She did an amazing job. Um, so even if you hate our podcast, you might still just want a t-shirt with the logo on it because the logo is so cool. It is very cool. Yeah. Um, and if you hate our podcast, it'd be weird that you'd be listening to it. But I guess, you know, I'll take it either way. <laughs> no, if you hate our podcast, stop listening to it. And definitely don't, like, leave us a bad review. That would be lame. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if yeah. If you hate the podcast, buy the merch, because it'll yeah. help out. You can find it on our website, everyladyneedsahobby.com. Put yourself a mug or a tote bag or a t-shirt, and please help us offset these hosting costs. <laughs> Um, anyway, so what did you think of this episode? So I love a lot about this episode. Um, I remember it being more, I remember there being more sexual tension than there specifically is, but it's a very pivotal episode in the Jack and Friny relationship department. Plus, we get to see the Adventurous Club and a lot of lady race car drivers, which I dig. I mean, who doesn't love a lady race car driver? I don't... Well, Lachlan Pepper doesn't love a lady race car driver. Oh my god, what a dick. What a dick. Also, his name is Lachlan. 
Have you watched Jane the Virgin? Because one of the characters in that is named Lachlan, and he's kind of a he's kind of an ass. Um, I watched like three episodes. Oh, okay. No, he's later on. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really feel like I put in my notes like I actually wrote, "This is it, babies. This is the big one." <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know, we're I well, we're about to take like a hard left turn that we've actually been signaling for like maybe the last five miles or so and well honestly it's not that hard of a left it's it's actually going to take us more like like probably another 10 miles to fully execute the left turn completely so what i'm saying is it's not a hard left at all um and it it what have, are you saying we I have seen it coming <laughs> what, I'm sa- the train of thought. <laughs> what i'm saying is i think of this episode as where the series uh really goes goes for it. It take, takes a hard left yeah. turn into Jack and Franny relationship territory. But yeah. if I examine that statement closely, I realize that it's it's really not a hard left at all because it still takes, you know, another season and a another, half like, season, to seal yeah. the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I see what you're saying. I see. I understand. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Good we're getting a driving reference in there, too. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That was just a coincidence. <laughs> you're a genius. You don't even know it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I really like this episode a lot. Um, you know, I like, I like ladies racing cars. I think there's some decent fashion in it. And, uh, of course the sexual mm-hmm. tension, you know? I also liked, and this is maybe me just being, <laughs> the murder recap was really straightforward, which like last episode it wasn't. It was so but confusing. this episode it was like, you understood the motive, you understood what happened and it happened. Exactly. And, you know, as someone who's easily confused by, say, rivaling football teams or, I don't know, gangs with similar names, it's, right. it, it's good for me to keep it simple. Exactly. Yeah. Um, All right. Should we get okay, into well, it? Okay, well, yeah. So the cold open of this episode is outside of a club, which we later found out is the VAA. I forget what that stands for. Do you remember? Victorian Automobile Association. Ugh, what kind of assholes do you think hang around a club like that? Soon we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, um, I also lady... I tried to look up the Victorian Automobile Association, and it basically all I could find on the internet was like the Australian version of AAA. <laughs> so I don't think that's what it was back then, or it's a different club now. Well, Gertie Haynes could have used AAA, huh? Or an ambulance? Yeah, I don't think they would have gotten there in time to prevent her murder, though. Yeah. Um. Well, so. She's leaving the club, and um, she is wearing a stunning bias-cut red silk evening gown. I just love this dress. I think it's so it's, gorgeous. Yeah. It also reminds me of the dress that Phryne is wearing in the promo photo that's been released for the movie. Yeah, it's a um, similar color. Yeah. I it's mean, also- it's not the same style, but it, like, yeah, the, the fabric reminded me of that. Yeah. It's also very reminiscent of, like... Kira Knightley's green dress in atonement. Like, it has a similar cut. Yeah. 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 It was like the dress that launched a thousand ships. Anyway. <laughs> um, so she says goodbye to the doorman. She gets in her fancy car, and it seems like someone is following her as she drives off. Um, she's driving along, scarf trailing behind her, and um, then her wheel falls off and she crashes into a tree. And then we see the car that was following her pulls in behind and someone so. gets out. Yep. So, dun dun dun. <laughs> also, I noticed she was driving an Alfa Romeo. Was she? European engineer. 
was it? Did you did you look it up? No. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I looked up a couple other things. Okay. All right. Good to know. I bet we looked up the same things. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if we did. Yeah. Um, so then we cut over to a very different kind of club, the Adventurous Club HQ, which must have been a great time, you know? 19... Uh, it looked like, like, I wish I had a club like that to go to. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. 1928, we got ladies playing pool and having a gay old time. Like, a, I think Mac yeah. gives a lady a kiss, just right on camera. Yeah. Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, Miss Fisher's there and she is like making a donation for a rally entry. Um, and then a distraught young woman runs up. It's, we find out it's Millie later. There's been an accident. So we assume that's gotta be Gertie in the car it's crash. Gertie. Yes. And um, then we get, oh, the next scene is just, it's so sad. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I gotta ask. Okay, oh, first of all, you know what? You haven't said in a while how long it took you to remember who the murderer was. Oh, um, yeah, I stopped tracking that. In this one, I remembered, imme- I remembered immediately, because it's like, like I said, the murder's pretty straightforward. Like, I remember before I started watching it, which a few of the recent episodes, that's been the case. But I'll st- try and start tracking again. But the ones that I've watched more, like my favorite ones, I remember before I start watching, so. Mm, yeah. This was one of those. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who it is. I it's... remember what happened, so. yeah. I remember right away for this one, too, I think. Or at least as soon as I saw her. Yeah. Um, And then for this next scene, I remember being very confused by it. I was like... Yes. What is he doing? And I'm not sure. Are we supposed to understand what's going on, do you think, on first watch? Or not until he gives the explanation? Not until he gives the explanation. Because we know who... The the viewer knows who it is because we saw it in the opening scene. And it obviously wasn't Friday. Yeah. Well, so anyway, in this confusing scene, um, Hugh has called Jack to the scene of a car crash, and Jack is very upset about something. Um, he, like, takes his sweet time walking up to the body. He, like, takes his hat off and seems to take a little moment of silence before uncovering mm-hmm. the body, and then seems totally surprised that he, he doesn't know who it is. Yeah, and he's, he's like, I just want to see her. And yeah. it's, oh, it's just, like, heartbreaking. Ugh, yeah. So then Miss Fisher steps out of the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> he just like appears. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's Which, me. I wonder if she saw him. I wonder. No, I don't think she figured out what was going on until much later. Well, she acts totally clueless for most of the episode. It's like it wouldn't have been that hard to put two and two together, but she really does not get it. No, and she and she just seems kind of irritated that Jack's in a bad mood the whole episode until he finally is like, "Look, what yeah. lady." <laughs> um. So, Miss Fisher is like, this was no accident, because she knows Gertie Haynes. Um, and the thing I did look up was Bodicea and her chariot. Is uh, what... That is also what I looked up. <laughs> yeah. Queen of the British Celtic Iceni tribe, yes. who led an uprising against the occupying forces of the Roman Empire in AD 60 or 61. She's considered a British folk here. All right. Nice. You, you paraphrased. I copied and pasted directly from Wikipedia. Oh, I did up until that point, and then I didn't... I don't know. <laughs> well, I had no idea who she was, but Jack got the reference. Yeah, I didn't know who she was either, and I was like, how did I not know about this lady? She seems like a badass, and I... Anyways, I want to learn more about her, besides Wikipedia. So Yeah, it seems great. Let's see if I pursue that. Um, so then, 
Miss Fisher just acts like totally clueless about Jack's very obvious distress, and she tries to kind of spar with him like they usually do, but he just gets mad. Um, mm-hmm. So first sign that something is up. Yep. Um, so what po- Phryne points out is that she she obviously thinks they're solid play for a couple of reasons. One, Gertie's car was impeccably maintained. Mm-hmm. So the wheel would not just fly off. Like, this was a finely tuned race car. Mm-hmm. Plus, and this is interesting, her scarf is shut in the door. And we saw in the cold open it flying behind her. And Franny's like, that makes no sense. She would have noticed that it was stuck in the door because it would have been flying behind her. Anyways, so that's um, that's what Franny notices and why she thinks it's foul play. And then um, Franny also tells Jack the next of kin is Gertie's brother, Claude. Right, yes. Um, so then they go to the Speedway um, to notify the next of kin, Claude, and they drive separately because Jack is still pissy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we find out Claude has injured his hand somehow and he's acting a little shady about it. Um, but he does seem genuinely surprised by his sister's death. He, it's like It doesn't seem like he's lying here. Um, and he also doesn't believe that it could have been an accident because it was a top-of-the-line yeah, car. Yep. Yeah. And then we meet Lachlan Pepper, the Ugh. AA president. What a pain in the ass. Dick, yeah. Um, although I kind of, like, I sort of like that they included him because I feel like usually the sexism in the show is not accurate to the time. Like, it's not enough. And I <laughs> yeah, feel no, like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the Lachlan Peppers of the world in 1928, like, they would have been everywhere. Like, saying, like, oh, women can't drive without a man president. And he calls her dear girl like 14 times. Yeah. Can you imagine? I think he's really well portrayed too because he's like not a bad guy necessarily. I mean, he's a pain in the ass, but he's not like a bad guy, but he's just like has this like stupid views. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But like, I just can't, like, imagine you're like a 40 year old woman and a grown man is repeatedly referring to you as dear girl. Well, I mean, remember what happened when we went on that brewery tour and the guy said to us, hey, girls, and you said, excuse me, we're women. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, um, he loved that and so did everyone else. Yep. (laughs) He had no idea what to do with that. (laughs) Yep. Well, that's, you know, just kicking ass and taking names, making people feel uncomfortable. That's my MO. (laughs) That's how I smash the patriarchy, Genevieve. (laughs) Excuse me, we're women. <laughs> I, I said it nicely. I was like, I think you mean women? <laughs> yeah, I, he just, yeah, he didn't know what to do. He just needed a gentle Anyways. correction, a little course correction. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Pepper is way more uh, yeah, blatant about his, his opinions about women driving. And yeah, I love he's this, like repartee between him and Friday where Friday's like, well, which part of our biology gets in the way exactly? <laughs> uh, it's a great old trick. Trick him into feeling and uncomfortable. Then, and then Lachlan uh, uh, reveals his great policy initiative where if when he when he makes it on a parliament, he's going to make it so women can only drive in the company of a licensed male driver. And Friday says that. That'd be fine as long as he adds the stipulation, like, that the men are attractive and provides the men. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. It just sounds like a good time. In reality, it's like a disgusting learner's learner's permit type of scheme. Like, what? (laughs) 
I wonder if, I mean, that must have been real legislation that someone introduced. Probably. You know, we laugh at that as if it's absurd, but I think in Saudi Arabia, it's still illegal for women to drive. Well, didn't they just, they just made it ah, like, okay. like in, in the last year. Right. So yeah, not, not actually that outdated of a sentiment, apparently. Yeah. Well, so she tricks him basically into making a bet that if a woman wins the race, then they'll allowed to they'll be allowed to be full members of his dumb little club, the VAA. I mean, it doesn't seem like a dumb little club. They have a sweet clubhouse with a valet. Oh my god, yeah, that would actually be. But cool. apparently, you wear like full evening gowns too. Why? And again, I must say, why is there why are there so few occasions in modern life to wear full evening gowns? It's a real shame. Like I don't think I've ever. Just- yeah. Just gotta start showing up to stuff in a full evening count. Yeah, like, we're not gonna get invited to the Oscars, so I think we better just start adapting the situations to our desired dress. Just saying. Yes. I agree. <laughs> um, so then, in the next scene, the police... This is a funny scene. The police mechanic oh, is yeah. examining the car uh, while Dot, Hugh, and Millie look on, and Hugh basically just embarrasses himself with his lack of car knowledge. And it's so cute, though. <laughs> Mill- yeah, Millie just is, like, laughing at him. Um, and then he makes... I think he's embarrassed and he's trying to, like, at least feel superior to someone, so he... T- <laughs> so he makes a remark about how the car is harder to operate than Dot's sewing machine, which, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> she has a great response, though. She's like, yeah, I'd like to see you try to operate my sewing machine. Yeah. And I have in my notes, so would I. I, I want the scene where Hugh, where Dot is teaching Hugh to sew. Oh my god, I would watch that 100%. Yes, definitely. I wonder if it's an electric sewing machine or if it's a foot pedal. Because if it's a foot pedal, foot pedal, yeah, then that would be harder. I think if it's an electric machine, it might actually not be harder to drive than a like manual car. Because it's kind of hard to drive a manual. Yeah, as someone who doesn't really know how to operate a sewing machine or drive a manual car very well, I find them both a little complicated. <laughs> that's me, and I'm kind of useless, apparently. I mean, as someone who can do both, I would say I, I do think I found it harder to learn to drive a manual than to use a sewing machine. But, you know, it really depends on what you're doing. You know, it's easy to make the sewing machine go. It's, you know, it's it's difficult to sew an evening gown. So hard to say. Right. Because it's sort of like there's the mechanics of it and then there's the, but like, okay, there's the mechanics of driving and then there's driving a race car. Like, so sure. there's like operating a sewing machine, there's sewing a evening gown. Yes, that's true. So, um, anyway, point to dot. <laughs> score is zero one in dot's favor. Oh, the score is way higher than that if we count the whole series, but yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We should actually start we should create a scoreboard, honestly. Oh yeah. Because Dot scores a lot of points. Also, I love the scene later on where she's sitting in the car at the beginning of the race, and the guy, the guy is like kind of on to her and knows that she's not actually a race car driver, and he's like, "I bet you're like, you better, you better get out of there soon." And she's like, "I know how to start it," and like lists off how you start it. (laughs) Yeah, that was cute. That was a funny moment. Was that Claude? No, it was Wally. It was like, he's not really a big character, but he's like the guy that's been working on the cars. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so then back at the ladies' garage, which, like, first of all, this, I mean, amazing that these, like, women are operating a garage, but how are they in business? Like, who's who's doing it? Who's going to their garage? Other ladies who drive? I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that they're floated by the Adventurous Club and probably are patronized by a lot of those those ladies. That makes sense. Like, I'm sure Friday has her car service there. Probably, yeah. Um... So, anyway, yeah, back at the ladies' garage, um, this new evidence is discussed, uh, and, oh, because the policeman confirms that the, like, wheel nut was missing, right? I think is what happens Mm -hmm. in the, yeah, the police mechanic. Um, and Millie thinks she should have checked her wheels because men pull pranks all the time. Yeah, sounds like a good-natured prank to me. (laughs) Yeah, this doesn't seem like a prank at all. But also- hapless Millie. Yeah. Not hapless. She just shouldn't have taken that wheel nut off, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> extremely stupid, but it does seem like the kind of thing a teenager would do. Yes, she is like 17, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, Millie wants to race in Gertie's place, but her mother won't let her, and her mother won't even let her get a driver's license. Um, so, Miss Fisher offers to do the race, and um, yeah, I guess then uh, Gertie's many man friends who could have invited her to the club that night are discussed. Uh, and Anthony Rose is suspect number one because he recently proposed and she turned him down, according to rumors. Rumors? <laughs> um, we also learn that um, Gertie and Elsa had a fight. Right, yes. Before she left for the VAA club um, because they just ordered a twin carburetor from America. Um <clears throat> For the rally, and Gertie forgot to pick it up, and then it was stolen from the docks by the time that she arrived. Or was it? Or was it? This thing really gets passed around, and I have to admit that I I kind of lose track of it by the end. Somehow it ends up in Anthony Rose's car, I think? Yeah, so Gertie and Claude make a deal Mm -hmm. where... She's like, I'll throw the race. And then he's like, I don't believe you'll throw the race. I want the twin carburetor. So she gives him the twin carburetor, which just seems stupid. And if I was a race car driver, there's no way I would give away the key part. Well, there's no way I would throw a race. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. That's what the arrangement. And then Anthony Rose stole the carburetor from Claude. Right. I think. Right. Okay. Well, apparently it wasn't as complicated as I thought, and you have kept track of it easily. <laughs> But also, my question, and I tried to look up a carburetor, and I just, I couldn't figure out why this would be such an advantage, and how easy was it just to move from one car to the other? It's like a lot of shuffling of this carburetor. (laughs) Well, a carburetor is the part that mixes the fuel and the air together for the engine, and number one, I believe that, I mean, the older the car is, the easier it is to work on, because newer cars, you know, everything is more specialized and also much like smaller and more proprietary so it's like just harder to get in there and and work on it right. so i suspect those older cars were actually much simpler to work on because they were just simpler probably that and, makes sense yeah so i so i did try to read um oh no never mind i looked up carburetor and some some cars in Australia continued to use carburetors in the 1990s, and this included the Honda Civic. Huh. Like, anyways. And I was thinking, I wonder if Mackenzie's car has a carburetor, but that, I realize now that 
that's not your car and it's also in australia yeah well, no i have a cam a toyota camry in 94 i don't yeah i doubt that it does because i was actually having a lot of problems with my car not starting in the cold weather and that was a result of not having the correct mixture of fuel and air so because you had a carburetor well no i mean um there's like a lot of different things that go into that, I think, because, dep- like, and I can understand how a carburetor, like, a, a better carburetor could be an advantage in a race, because, like, the, it's not just, like, always, like, the same mixture of fuel and air, like, it depends a lot on the temperature, um, so uh, that's yeah. why, like, like, your car is a computer that, like, is checking the temperature and, like, deciding what mixture to use, so that's, like, why my car wouldn't start in the cold, because the mixture was wrong, um, mm-hmm. so I think like, you know, if you were trying to like accelerate quickly or something like maybe a, a higher end carburetor could be a, an advantage. I don't know. We're probably going to get tweeted at by car enthusiasts, but that's my understanding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would explain why everyone wanted it. Yes. Cause everyone wanted, and I'm like, why didn't you just, why didn't you just order? Why didn't everyone just order this part? I know. Right. I mean, I guess this was, like, probably pre-Amazon Prime, so maybe it was harder to get your hands on it. <laughs> well, clearly it was. They had to go to the docks to pick it up. This wasn't, like, being delivered by a drone, you know, to your front porch. <laughs> As I assume, maybe you ordered a carburetor today. It would just arrive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so that's pretty much it for that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just, like, I really want to read about carburetors and, like, Anyway, um, so Miss Fisher and Dot head to the club where Dot interviews the doorman about Gert's departure the previous evening. We get just a little taste of undercover Dot posing as a journalist. Um, and Miss Fisher tries to sneak in but can't get past that doorman. Uh, he's he doing does, a good job. Uh, I'll just say he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's not distracted by Dot's cover story. Uh, and he does, however, reveal that the car that followed Gertie had a broken tail light, um, and the the two look in the leaves where Gertie was parked, and they find that missing wheel nut. So, which, like, come on, Millie, just at least take it with you. I know, right? Well, maybe she thought she. I would... guess you would have it on you, and then if someone, I don't know, but just yeah. like take it away from the scene of the. Ugh, I don't. Whatever. She's a teenager. Well, I think her. I mean, she wasn't trying to sabotage the car. She was just hoping that, you know, Gertie would check the wheels and find the wheel nut and put it back on, but think, like, oh, I shouldn't be so cavalier about parking here because these men are trying to prank me. Which, like, what kind of a fucking prank is that? That is not putting Dwight Stapler in jello. That is a deadly (laughs) prank. Like... Yeah, I don't... It wasn't very good logic. But again, when you were a teenager, were you executing good logic in all your decisions? Definitely not. Absolutely not. Definitely not. There was a senior prank at my school where these kids built a raft, and they they put a pig on it, and they floated the pig on this, like, little, like, retaining pond that we had. Um, <laughs> Why? I have no idea. That's the stupidest prank ever. I mean, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I guess so, but, like, the poor pig. (laughs) Also, like, who got the pig? Whose pig was it? I don't know. I wasn't involved in that one. There were some other ones I participated in, but that one, I don't know who was behind it. I I grew up in an agricultural area, so there are a lot of people with pigs. Our senior prank involved 
<laughs> well, we want. No, I think we actually talked about doing this with pigs, but it wasn't realistic. Where you number the pigs, but you leave one of the numbers out, so then everyone's looking for the the missing pig. Uh, we did it with vegetables instead, which is just way less memorable. <laughs> what kind of vegetables? Like eggplants. Where'd you cabbage? Where'd you put them? Well, it was it was for a band. It was during band camp for senior year, so we, huh. we hung them on the tower, like where the conductor stood. We were going to put them into the band room, and we were going to fill the band room with balloons, and we had this whole thing where we had left the window open and, and hid the opening with the trombone case, and then, I won't name any names, not that these people are listening to the podcast, but someone closed the window. Oh. Oh. Was, and it was someone who was in on it? Yes. Oh, that's so lame. It that's was not... Ashton. I won't say his last name. Oh, it was Ashton. Was it he was that's, dating the drum major, Sarah. And he didn't want to get in trouble? Yes. That's ironic because... I was a little mad about it. It would have been a way better prank if we had been able to get into the building. I would have been more than a little mad about it. This guy sounds like a real wet blanket. Yeah, I don't know. And he shares a name with a famous prankster, Ashton Kutcher. He was punking people all through the early 2000s. I know. Well, it didn't work out, but we still hung vegetables all over the band field, which was weird thing to do but we did it significantly less cool of a prank yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways the pig on the raft is way cooler than that yeah we put fake parking tickets on everyone's car in the parking lot telling them to report to a certain teacher's office which was i thought an okay prank as well that's pretty funny i like that it was actually that one was my idea i was a little bummed that people weren't really talking about it but (sighs) Well, you're talking about it now on this podcast is going to go on the internet and be listened to by 150 people. So. That's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> You've basically arrived. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, those are some examples of harmless pranks that don't have the potential to kill anyone. So. <laughs> yeah, taking... None of these involve taking the wheel off a car, so... So, then... <laughs> Okay, so then Miss um, Fisher shows up to the racetrack to investigate this fool, Anthony Rose. Uh, what kind of name is that? It sounds like a porn star name. Anthony Rose. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it sounds like you know Yanni, that guy with the hair with the long ponytail. Yanni? No, I do not he, know who you're talking about. Yanni? Oh, he's he's like I don't know. I'd see him on like infomercials when I would watch TV with my grandma back in the day. He, like, sings, like, really, like, soulful mood music for old ladies. It's like an off-brand Yanni. Okay. I do not know who Yanni is. I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you were first referring to, like, Yanni versus Laurel. Oh, no. Much older than that. I'll send you a picture of Yanni. He has okay. flowing locks. Like Fabio? Um, um Yes. <laughs> I'm sending you a link to Yanni's website right now. He's Terrific. still releasing albums. Oh, wow. Hello. 1998 called. Wants his <laughs> haircut and mustache back. <laughs> We're going to listen to that later. Um, okay, so then anyway. <laughs> Anthony Rose, yeah, that's not... Uh, 
Yeah. He does have a hair, uh, a mustache, doesn't he? Anthony, Anthony Rose. He does. Maybe that's why I thought of Yanni. Maybe. Subconscious. Um, okay. So she, Miss Fisher tries to kind of play dumb to get information from him and he doesn't buy it and he knows exactly what she's doing, which happens to her all the time. And she still tries this tactic constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and he of course immediately tries to claim that the proposal was just a joke. God, like obviously I was just joking. I didn't want to go to prom with you anyway. (laughs) Like, are you gross? Like you're not even cute. I don't even like you. What what are you talking about? (laughs) I know. I, I was like, all right, nice try, guy. But, like, you're too old to be proposing for a joke. Like, all right, maybe if you were a teenager and you're like, oh, yeah, you want to get married? Like, no, you're too old for that. Yeah, just cl- we all know you're too old for that. It's like a classic rejected man, though. Just, like, so classic. <laughs> like, no, no, she didn't, she didn't turn me down. I was joking. It was, obviously, it was a joke. Like, I mean, did I get a diamond ring and get down on one knee? And, like, did I hire a band to pl- Yeah, no, I, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just, it was, that was all, it was just a joke. It was hilarious. The champagne was also a joke. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> The part where I asked her father for permission was clearly also a joke. Duh. <laughs> yeah, duh. You, you guys have no sense um, of humor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he also denies being at the VAA club the night before. Right. Yes. He says, does he say he was at a hotel? He mentions that maybe later. Yeah, I, I think he, he, uh, he brings that up a little later. Yeah. Bryony's looking at Claude's car, not Anthony's car at this point, and she sees that Claude has the twin carburetor in his car. Right, 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 right. And she thinks, oh, maybe he also has one, but it is, in fact, the, the single twin carburetor that's just making the rounds. That thing's getting around. Sort of like Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Well, I like the line. We did, this was earlier, but... We, um, she, uh, Friday, Elsa was like, oh, she has so many men. And Friday's like, ah, oh, yes, one on the boil and three on the simmer. Oh my gosh. I mean. Which reminds me of the, the online dating advice that I heard once and pass on to everyone I know who's online dating. I have three, three people on the, on the hook at all times, just in case. Was it, did I give you that advice? <laughs> I actually think it was Dawn. She. Wow. Okay. It's really random. I don't know. I think I overheard her giving that advice to someone else. Well, but I have continued to pass that advice on. I I mean, that's, I think, a good strategy. I used to do that. I mean, three is a challenge. you got to hedge your batch. Yeah, exactly. That way, when you read the right person, you're not too excited about them because you have two fallbacks. So if they don't text mm-hmm. you back, you can just text one of your back burner types. I'm going to cut this because it makes me sound like a cold, hard bitch. Yeah, well, that's what Gertie was doing, so apparently... Yeah, well, Gertie can do whatever she wants. Well, she yeah, could. I mean, I have uh, more power to her, but yeah, anyways. she could until she was murdered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So then, uh, in his parlor, I have written in my notes the prick from earlier who <laughs> I now well, realize it's at, at Franny's house. Oh, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I was like, why would she be at his house? How did she get him to come to her house? I feel like I it, it would be more in character for him to be like, no, I'm very busy. Um, but anyway, Lachlan Pepper um, is wearing an ugly multi-striped suit. Uh, and uh, she he tells Franny that she has too many speeding tickets to be eligible to race. Um, 
and he she threatens him with outing the sabotage to Gertie's car. He doesn't care at all. And yeah, I think he probably calls her dear girl like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She like threatens him. She's like, you wouldn't want that to come out during your election. And he's like, <laughs> <clears throat> people would probably be thrilled that we're taking ladies off the road by any means necessary. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of it for that scene. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. So then we cut over to City South, where Jack is looking rough. Uh, as he's just in a funk. He's in a real Nathan funk. Nathan Page does such a great job acting this in this episode. It's, like, so spot on. He does, yeah. Because, like, he's supposed to have been drinking. And you can tell, like, it's, it's very much a, like a, like, an I'm a little drunk and I'm pretending to be sober. And he's pulling it off yes. so well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, for, like, Friday knows him really well. So she's like, what is going on? Yeah. But she's she's not very perceptive. Like, she makes a joke about no. the, like, empty bottle in the trash can. And it's like, why have you not figured out that he is, like, shook about something? He's very upset. And you're not reading it. Yeah. It's weird. But I think she's just, like, she just kind of wants everything to be okay. Because, like, she has a case on her hand. She's excited to work with him. And she's like, why can't we be friends again? And... Yeah, and also, like, once she's got, you know, she's on the on the case of something, it seems like she won't be distracted by anything. Like, she just oh, wants yeah, to go after the definitely. clues. Um, but she does, I mean, he has already made comments about, like, you're, you drive too fast, you're too cavalier about driving. And she's like, come on, let's be friends, even though I'm, like, cavalier about driving. And he's just like, well, I'm drinking whiskey. I drank a whole bottle of whiskey. <laughs> When she's like, my shift ended an hour ago. That's a pretty big bottle. Jack. Yeah. Maybe it was just only a little bit left. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, she tries to kind of play it all off and, and asks to be let in on his interview with Claude, basically. Yeah. Oh, also, he has a coroner's report. So we get the coroner's report in the scene and it's confirmed. So Gertie was strangled not it was not killed on impact and the scarf was used to cover up the strangling right yes important clues um so then in the interview with claude he is acting a little shifty um he admits that he took the carburetor as part of their deal um for her to throw the race um because their father was going to cut her off if she didn't get married um and then he also so so yeah i guess She's throwing the race in an attempt to please the father who's trying to cut her off, I think. But, like, why would that work? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But then Claude also mentions that, like, Gertie said Elsa would kill her if she found out about the carburetor thing. So. I don't know about the carburetor, but. Yeah. Well. (laughs) So. Anyways, also. Friday does not successfully get in on this interview. It's just you and Jack. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Did not work. So then at the garage, on this, based on this testimony, Jack has arrived to arrest Elsa, and upon which Millie freaks out and confesses that it was her all along who removed the wheel nut after hearing Elsa and Gertie fighting. Because um, I think she was trying to demonstrate to Gertie that, you know, she shouldn't drive the race car to the club because she might get pranked. Um, Which is uh, just teenage logic. Like, why? I know, (laughs) right? Ugh, jeez. 
And then Jack kind of freaks out on her and yells at her a lot, which Miss Fisher is definitely like, why are you being so mean? But in my mind, like, seems kind of warranted, given that we're, like, talking about someone who died. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, it was a really stupid thing to do. And extremely stupid, and for sure she deserves to be yelled at about it. <laughs> yeah, by the police, yes. Yes, yes. She should feel extremely bad and be much more careful for the rest of her life as a result. Uh, Yes, let's hope that is the result of this. Um, Also, Millie reveals that she saw Antony's car and Mr. Pepper's. So Antony was lying about not being in the club. Right. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, back at Miss Fisher's house, Jack and Franny are playing checkers. So that's an interesting move. (laughs) Also, it seems like not the first time they've played together. Yeah. I'm like, what well, do they just like hang out and play checkers? Cool. It's funny because everyone thinks they're doing it, but really they're just literally playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to come over and uh, play checkers? Like, it's not even chess. Like, it's a game for children. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they're discussing suspects, and um, Jack is just, like, totally off his game, and Miss Fisher he's keeps... He's moping. Oh, my God, moping. he's really moping. He's really moping. Um, and Miss Fisher still has not figured out why. So he finally confesses that he thought it was her who was dead from a car crash when he received the call from Hugh. And Miss Fisher is, like, extremely puzzled by this. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like, um, <laughs> that's why you're, I don't know, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, then Jack pulls his, his famous, like, hasty departure move where he's just like, <laughs> things are getting serious, I'm getting out of here. Goodbye. And she's like, oh, geez. <laughs> it's sort of funny, though. It's like, you know, she's like, huh, fascinating. I've been flirting with you for weeks and the result is, you're in love with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, it worked? <laughs> what a surprising outcome. <laughs> um, so then uh, we get a brief interlude upstairs where Bert, Sess, and Mr. B are forging a Russian <laughs> driver's license for Dot. Undercover Dot! <laughs> uh... So, Valentina Radimilova doesn't speak English, but Miss Fisher speaks Russian again, so we're all set. Um, so, she she brings Dot to the racetrack to introduce her to uh, Lachlan Pepper, who is just, like, really not pleased. <laughs> also, Friday the scene is in full leopard furs. Like, like it's just, like, a lot of furs sort of, like, draped over her shoulders. <laughs> it's classic mister shoving as much fur as possible that's yeah you know it's funny that like at this at this point in time car racing was probably like a pretty upper class phenomenon like it was like for the rich people that could afford cars and yeah yeah but now it's really not like nascar is it's kind of a redneck pursuit yeah but although this is rally race no it's still probably a little little redneck but like rally racing is different like people still rally race it's not nothing like nascar and that's it's is it sort of like the the cross country of car racing yeah okay i don't know anything about it um so dot uh, miss fisher leaves dot with pepper so that she can snoop around 
Um, and there's like a hilarious grade school Russian situation. <laughs> Although, like, apparently her Russian was good enough to discuss a murder case last season, and now she's like, just like, where is the library? I would like a sandwich. Could you please bring me one beer? Thank you. Well, I think she's just like joking. Like yeah. she's just saying what nonsense to like confuse Pepper. That's true. Yeah. It just she it seemed knows, like I wouldn't be able to say any of those things in Russian. So. Oh yeah, I can't say a single thing in Russian. I went to Ukraine after I graduated high school, and my me and my sister did, and she was trying to like learn Russian on the beach, and I was like, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> she was like using a phrase book to learn Russian. Yeah, she had like a, a book. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I yeah. At least get a set of tapes, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, also, we're already here. Like, you should have done this before we came. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> well, at least she didn't have to solve any murders with that No, Russian. thank goodness. <laughs> um, so, she... Oh, sorry. So Miss Fisher starts snooping around in Anthony Rose's car. Um, she finds Gertie's handbag with some like little bit of a scrap in it. There's always a scrap. There's always a scrap. Yeah. Second um, episode in a row where a scrap of paper has been key to the murder. <laughs> um, and she also finds a note in the bag and then is caught in the act by Anthony Rose, who acts like pretty threatening. Um, and this is the part where he claims he was at a hotel with a young lady. Uh, and yeah, well, because does... Friday notices that he had a broken taillight, which I'm like, all right, you have, like, this whole team of people working on your car. Fix the taillight. Yeah. You've been um, able to, like, swap a twin carburetor between two cars. You can't fix your own taillight? Come on. Come yeah, on, it's pretty ridiculous. But, you know, we need clues, so clues we shall get. Yeah. It's a clue. Yeah. Um, And then she punches him in the throat. Get it! <laughs> which is just great. Well, he's, like, snapping his belt at her, which, like, like what are you going to do? Yeah, it's so like, rude. Also, I invented an entire subplot that I thought I remembered where... Because Claude keeps saying that he's a confirmed bachelor, and I'm like, what is that? Is that code for, like, he's gay? Is that is that what we're being indicated here? And then I was like, oh, well, it must have been that, like, Claude was at the hotel with Anthony Rose, and that's why they're being shifty about it. And I made that up, and it, that is not the case. But I wish it was. It might be the case. I don't think... We don't ever meet the lady that he was with at the hotel. Yeah, because, like... It I, seems entirely plausible to me, but... It seems far more plausible than that he that this asshole has admirers who ask for his autograph and then agree to go to hotels with him. Like, who, who would do that? Yeah, and I think... Oh, no. Never mind. I don't think we... I, I don't think there's any evidence that Claude was at the club that night. Pepper was there, but not Claude. Yeah. Um, so then... They bring him down to the station where he continues to deny it, but Miss Fisher pulls the note out of her purse, which is like a very threatening note. And Anthony Rose is like, Well, that's not my fucking handwriting, and he basically can prove it. Um, but then he does confess that Gertie turned him down because someone better came along. Um, it's something about a golden ticket. Yeah. And that must have been referring to her, like, start trying to blackmail Pepper. But then yeah. she also told him she was going overseas, so I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then he makes some remark that's like, well, there's plenty of other women that are interested in me, so, like, whatever. I don't even need her. It's just, like, continues to have the most sour grapes imaginable. 
It was a joke when I proposed. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, so then Claude at the racetrack has been saddled with uh, Valentina, a.k.a. Dot, and he's, like, rambling to her about their familial strife. Uh, which this is where he says confirmed bachelor, um, and um, I think he he might be gay. That would make sense because the dad is like wanting to disinherit both his kids. Like I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, so I think this is once again Miss Fisher is like using Dot to distract a man so she can snoop around. Um, she's trying to steal the carburetor from Claude, but it's not there. Um, the carburetor is gone. It's gone. Yeah. Um, and while she's there, she finds a note from Lachlan Pepper, and she immediately notices that the handwriting matches the threatening note from Gertie's purse. So. Also, Pepper is giving Claude some gloves, which seems. Anyways, he gay? is a sponsor. So maybe <laughs> something's going on there, too. I'm just trying to figure out more evidence for the Claude is gay trope. A subplot I welcome. Though. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I don't it. think Pepper is gay, though. That would be a stretch. Well, maybe he, you know, goes both ways. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, she gave Claude some gloves and left a note, so. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a shameless plot device. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. He left a sample of his handwriting readily available just lying around <laughs> it's actually just the alphabet written in in uppercase and lowercase letters and then again in <laughs> cursive what a coincidence you can compare every letter why would that just be lying around <laughs> <laughs> um so then back once again in miss fisher's parlor pepper has dropped by again and he's threatening her over the missing carburetor, which, of course, she did not steal. But um, she kind of pretends to make a pass at him, and he doesn't go for it. But then she whips out her trump card, which is the note to Gertie. Also, uh, he comes and accuses her of skulking, and she says, <laughs> I never skulk, which is just, like, not true. She's always skulking. She's <laughs> skulked on multiple times in this episode. Alone. Oh, my God. Point of order, skulking is basically your job. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I never skulk. And I'm like, you were just skulking. Objection. You've been skulking this whole time. Professional skulker. I've seen it on her business card. <laughs> She's a special beret that she wears just for skulking. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um, and then he, like, denies all of it. And he does admit that someone's been blackmailing him. Um, he, she sort of rambles some shit about blackmail and makes it sound like he knocked Gertie up back in the day. Yeah, she, he admits that they had a fling, and she threw him over. And then he said, I would have done what was necessary, but she had already left for London, which is a really weird thing to say about a fling. Maybe there's more to it. Well, this is the second time in this show where a character has had a secret child and in in London. Right? Like, Yeah, because the, um, the, the actress with Bradford. Yeah. I feel like there's another one, too, because it seems like a pretty common plot device. Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of secret babies. Lots of secret babies. I mean, even Lady Edith had a secret baby, but she went to Mm -hmm. France for that, not London. Would have been harder for her to hide in London, probably. Anyway. Um, So then Jack shows up, having reached the same conclusion. Um, He found out that Pepper signed Gertie into the club that night because he was allowed in as a man. Um, And then, like, Anthony was maybe at the hotel. Uh, And 
there's more tension. I think that's a tray of mustard pickle sandwiches on the table that he hasn't even touched. <gasps> yeah. And it's very suspicious. Yeah. And as he leaves, there's like a longing glance from Miss Fisher. Like, what's going on? Oh, no. Uh, and like Friday's just like looking at the album and then he just like stands there and looks at her and it's just like yeah it's very, it's very sad it's very sad yeah um but what Friday's looking at in the album is an article about Gertie taking a six month absence from racing what could it be <laughs> people never seem to put two and two together here you know it's like it's always the same story like oh Several months away, and then a return. What could it be? Well, because isn't that... That's what happens in the tennis episode, too. Yeah, also the tennis episode. You're right. The theater... It's a very common theme. Probably the, the most common theme, however, is the lack of, you know, adequate birth control in the 1920s, so... <laughs> yeah, that seems to be at the root of a lot of these murders. yeah. Yeah. Yet another argument for readily available birth control. <laughs> <laughs> Preventing murder. Yeah. All right. So then Phryne gets out her lockpick and goes on some nighttime visiting with Dr. Mac. <laughs> Good She's stuff. not wearing her black beret, though, so it's not like hardcore snooping. Yeah, but I like that she didn't tell Mac. And she was like, oh, oh, okay, so this is a break-in. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so then they're at the morgue, and they're looking at Gertie's body, and Friday is, is sort of fishing to see if if Mac notices anything. Anyways, what she's looking for is a lower abdominal scar, which could have been a hysterectomy, which is what was in the coroner's notes, but could also have been a cesarean section. So, more evidence for the secret baby. Right. And um, I, I was wondering, like, why why would she have had a hysterectomy? And, like, would, I mean, in the 1920s, would you have agreed to major abdominal surgery? Like, it just doesn't seem like a great idea. I don't know. <laughs> Do they even have antibiotics no, back then? was wandering, you know. Oh, yeah. The old wandering womb. Dangerous. Gotta get that out of there. (laughs) Get it out of there! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Uh, So then, back in the station, it's race day, and Friday strides in in this fantastic suit with, like, a fur collar and, like, red tweed or something. It's a great suit. It's a good one. Um... And just struts right into Jack's office and sits right on his desk like old time. She's just really trying to plow through this like emotional turmoil that he's in. She's just plowing through. Oh, yeah. And she picks Um, up his toast and takes a bite out of it. Yeah, she just eats his breakfast and he's just sitting there like, "Uh, I'm like having a really hard time with all this. And you're just coming in and eating my breakfast. (laughs) And then she takes it with her when she leaves. Did you notice that? Yeah. She picks up the second piece kind of rude. I would be pissed if someone came and ate. It looked like really good toast too. It like yeah, it looked like it had raspberry on it. jam on it. Yeah, I would be pissed to tell. It was, it was rude. Yeah. But, um, she, so she tells Jack about the six month hiatus. Um, perhaps this is a child with pepper from the liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was why they were seen arguing at the club. Um, and Jack also looks at the scrap of the paper, and then as Franny's leaving, he is calling the registry office. So he ha- 
seems like he's hot on the trail of the scrap of the paper. Yes. Um, so then down at the, the garage at the racetrack is race time. Oh, I guess at the garage. Um, Dot and Bert drive off to go to the racetrack, and mm-hmm. Friday offer, offers Elsa a ride, but Friday also has some questioning to do first. Yes. Um, so she asks about Gertie's hiatus, and it is revealed that Millie is, in fact, Gertie's daughter. Mm. Um, but Elsa has been raising her since the day she was born, um, because Gertie chose racing. So Gertie hands off her daughter to Elsa. Is it Elsa or... I might be saying it's it's Elsa, Elsa, yeah. Are they um, sisters? So then, Gertie and Elsa, what? Gertie and Elsa, are they sisters or just friends? For some reason, I thought they were sisters. No, because uh, Gertie is Claude's sister. Oh right, the two of them. Duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I think they're just friends. Yeah. And I think Elsa's sort of like Gertie's manager slash maintains her car, kind of her business partner. Right. Um, so then Franny also asked her about the argument that they had the night that Gertie was killed. Um, and Elsa reveals that Gertie had wanted to let her father know she had a daughter so that he'd change his mind about disinheriting her to, like, show that she was able to, to pass on the, the line. Right. Um, and we also find out that Gertie had never actually let Elsa actually adopt Millie. So she'd been raising her, but was not legally her daughter, so Gertie was kind of threatening to to take Millie back for her own gain, which is kind of kind of a bad it's a bad move. It's a real jerk move. Like kind well, of a dick anyways. move, yeah. Again, another yeah. another move perpetrated by Lady Edith. Secret baby takes it back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then um Elsa follows Gertie to the VAA lounge and takes Antony's car because she knew how to start it. Um, which, like, how did she get to the lounge? I don't know how she got to the lounge or why she needed Antony's car, but she takes Antony's car. And then after Gertie crashes, she ran up and strangles her in a fit of passion, took her purse, took out the birth certificate, destroyed it, and stashed the purse in Antony's car. So he, he was telling the truth about not knowing where the purse came from and not, well... He was probably at the club at some point because his car was there, but... Yeah. So, then, down at the racetrack, the cars are lining up for the race. Oh, no! (laughs) And Dot is starting to panic because Friday is nowhere in sight. They're going to do a little switcheroo, and Friday is not shown yet. (laughs) And so this is where Wally comes and taunts her um, about not being able to start the car, and she she explains exactly how to start it and says, my sewing machine is more complicated than this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny scene. Um, so then back in the garage, Elsa asks Franny if she can talk to Millie before being taken to the police uh, station, because she knows it's the end, but she really wants to, to talk to Millie. And then Jack arrives. Oh, man. the door, and Franny engages in some really hardcore stalling um, while she lets Elsa get away to talk to Millie. Very unconvincing acting. Yeah, and Jack's just like, again, he's just been in a funk the whole episode, and it's just like, and now this. Yeah. Um, so then down at the track, uh, Bert tells uh, Dot that it's time, it's it's time, it's go time. She can get out of the car. She's like, you forgot your goggles. She runs out. And then in the tent, it's not Friday, but Millie, who's ready to go and race the car. So they swap, she swaps in. 
So then Jack comes looking for Miss Fisher, but she's in the tent. Um, and Claude runs in to tell her that the twin carburetor is in Antony's car. Um, so this this twin carburetor, again, is just is making the rounds. Oh, yeah. We never even get to so see that, it. What? I said we never even get to see it. Although maybe it's in Claude's car, so we do get to see it. Yeah, I think we see it, like, initially. Yeah. Um, when Franny notices that he has one. So then Franny realizes that since Antony has the twin carburetor, he's going to win. But she wants the lady to win so that um, they can become members of the VAA. So yes. she runs out, jumps in Claude's car, which is like, okay, to, Claude probably wanted to race, but whatever. And then the race starts. And then Friday spins out in this water section to, to stall Anthony. Um, and then Millie wins the race, which is exciting. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to win on those terms, you know? Like, I'd rather just win fair and square. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a bit of a hollow yeah, victory? But- yeah, but, like, they bought the carburetor, so it was rightfully theirs. That's true, yeah. It's so they're probably, right? It's probably a lot of cheating happening all the time, so maybe it's just normal. Yeah, well, it definitely seems like there's a lot of cheating happening because that carburetor kept getting stolen. <laughs> yes, true. So then, down at the station, Elsa and Millie have a moment where it's, like, it's just kind of really sad. Um, and then Pepper comes in to lodge a complaint about unlicensed driving at the railway race. He's all in a huff. He's just so huffy. Definitely. And then Friday says that it might be a nice gesture to admit his long-lost daughter as the first member of the VAA. Um, which is, like, supposed to be heartwarming, but I'm like, yeah, this. she just found out that her, like, adopted mother is a murdered her birth mother. <laughs> maybe not the moment. Yeah, maybe not the best time. Also, like, is he really going to accept this, like, out-of-wedlock, like, j- garage rat as his daughter when he's running for whatever it is congress or something yeah he seems kind of happy about it though so yeah well i I mean i guess we can give him that yeah (laughs) um so then back at the ranch jack shows up and friday offers him a nightcap and he refuses the drink (sighs) it's awkward it's an awkward scene yeah and then he, he's he's come under this pretense that apparently, and I didn't catch this earlier, I don't know if this was in it earlier, he has this, like, rag that apparently Friny used to slow down his car to slow oh, yeah, you can, to Elsa. You can see in the scene where they're both at the garage when he leaves, or he goes after Elsa, she immediately starts unhooking her stocking. So she's presumably taking it off and, like, shoving it into his tailpipe or something. Okay, see, I totally missed that. And I was like, I this just, just seems randomly introduced, but... That yeah. makes way more sense. I'm glad yeah. you that. I missed it the first time, but I, I caught it the second time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have this really very real conversation about Friday's like, but we enjoy uncovering the truth together. And he's like, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, um, and so Jack wants to give up their working relationship because he found it unbearable to think that Friday was dead. And he also says that he would never ask her to give up who she is um aka a reckless driver <laughs> among other things yeah and it's just like very it's very heartrending. it's yeah and anyway. she gets really emotional she's like you can tell she's got mm-hmm. like kind of tears in her voice and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a touching scene yeah and it's like she just really wants to keep working together and he has fallen for her and is basically telling her that yeah it's it's sweet it's yeah and also just kind of like heartbreaking yeah also like i'm not sure that like if i 
realized I was in love with someone because when I thought they died, I became quite upset. Like, would my instinct then be to push them away? I don't think so. I think I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm in love with you, despite your reckless behavior. Like, I don't know. I guess he's like sort of a wounded man and he's trying to shield himself from more hurt, but... Yes, I think that's definitely it. But yeah, you're sort of like, okay, you figured out that you're in love with her. Just go for it. (laughs) I also think he he might think she'd turn him down. Yeah, he probably does think that, yeah. Yeah, that fear of rejection in there, too. Yeah. Well, anyway. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. Murder recap? Yeah, so, 16 years ago. I mean, before this episode, not before now. (laughs) Uh, race car driver Gertie Haynes and current VAA president Lachlan Pepper have a dalliance, which results in a child out of wedlock. Gertie's friend and team manager, Elsa Wilson, raises the child, Millie, as her own, though Gertie doesn't put her up for adoption. So Gertie's father has decided to disinherit her since she's not married and insists on pursuing her racing career. She decides to tell him about Millie to see if she can get some of that cash. Um, and she also, meanwhile, tries to blackmail Lachlan Pepper with the illegitimate child. So she's got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, why not double down? <laughs> and she's also has this whole deal with Claude. Like, she's a resourceful lady. I mean, say what you will about her, but she's she was trying all her options. Agreed. She's also, you know, making this deal with Claude to throw the race to convince her father that she's not serious about racing anymore. Anyways. Um, so Elsa catches on to her plans to use her daughter to her own advantage, and she fights with Gertie, and then Gertie leaves after the fight, goes to the VAA to meet with Pepper to ensue planned blackmail. So Millie overhears the fight between Gertie and Elsa, follows Gertie to the VAA, removes her wheel nut to scare her. Stupid teenage logic, but that's what happens. Elsa also follows her to the VAA, takes Antony's car when Gertie drives off, when she crashes because of the wheel nut, Elsa gets out, strangles her, destroys Millie's birth certificate, and stashes the purse in Antony's car. Whew. And I just, after reading through that, I don't think Millie is, Millie is kind of culpable in this because if the car hadn't crashed, Elsa might not have murdered Gertie. Yeah, she that's true. She might not true. have the opportunity. That's true. What was she planning to do when she was following her? Also, if Elsa was there, would she not have seen Millie there? Lurking? Skulking, if you will? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, the timing of all of that, it must have been staggered enough that they weren't there at the same time. And honestly, it wouldn't be the first time there was a plot hole, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, they, that is not addressed. So. Yeah. Uh, best outfit. Definitely Gertie's gown from the from the cold open, for sure. That's my favorite. Oh, I actually have a Phryne's polka dot jacket that she wears through a lot of the first part of the episode. Also a great jacket. I like the way she flips yeah. the collar up. Exactly. I, I like that, too. But yeah. the gown is also beautiful. Uh, worst outfit? I had Dot's racing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the white, like, jumpsuits were kind of a close second for me. And, I mean, I know, I, like, I love a good jumpsuit, but the white, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, no, the, yeah. Um, but my actual, my actual worst uh, was the, like, weird gold lace jacket that she's wearing in the last scene in the parlor. Oh, and yeah. It's not the first time we've seen this jacket, and I don't like it. Yeah. It's not my favorite. No, that's that's right. Uh, who'd you have for best week? Um, so I did put Millie, although it's also kind of a rough week for her, but she sort of gets what she wants, which is being allowed to drive, you know, and she Mm -hmm. gains, I guess, a father, even though he's an asshole. 
Um, but yeah, you know, it's sort of a tough one. It's a good week and a bad yes, week. Yes, I, I also had Millie, and I also had a really hard time picking. And I was like, this is a double-edged sword for Millie. Yeah, yeah. Um, worst week? I also put Millie for worst week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because... Let's just face it, her adopted mother murdered her birth mother. You don't just get over that. No, you'd probably never get over that. And no, also... That's gonna mess you up. Turns out her father doesn't think she should be allowed to drive, even though she finally got to do it. Yeah. So, good week, also bad week. Yeah. Um, well, I had Jack. Uh, you know, yeah. He's just drink, drinking on the job. He's, he's having a rough one. Never, he, his shift had ended before he started drinking. Yeah. I still keep drinking in the office, though. Not as part of a fun happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a good look. Not a good look. Um, murder? Um, I put murder method as a two. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have rated it higher than that. I just felt like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I also thought it was a two, but I... I scaled it up a bit because I thought like the car crash cover-up was kind of a nice addition so I gave it a five because strangling okay. is pedestrian but trying to convince people that it, it was a car crash with a scarf situation is, is more interesting yeah no I, I can see that I, I yeah I'm sticking with it too though because it's just like we well, stick to your guns someone. stick to your guns again the standard is the spider so but yeah you're right that. you're right it's a two um, what about your new skill of the week uh, incapacitating vehicles with a stocking. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have? I put race car driving, because, like, obviously we know that Friday can drive, but, like, I know how to drive, and I probably couldn't drive in a rally race, so. That's a good point, a yeah. Skill. Good point. And sexual tension. I put it as an eight, even though we don't get any explicit sexual tension, but just for, like, pure realness of, like shit's getting real oh yeah i yeah i was like struggling with this i gave it a six because it is really important for the advancement of their actual relationship and for the expression of like general feelings but there's no like actual moment where you're like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna kiss or you know so i I rated it low but that doesn't mean that i didn't like it oh yeah i mean great episode but yeah not a lot of like sparks flying more like oh man what's yeah. gonna happen yeah well i think that wraps us up um it does as always please rate and subscribe and send us your corrections we love receiving your corrections um and also your comments oh, yeah, your questions think, your requests um we got some corrections let me just we did, so yeah. We, we got a correction. Clarify the record. We got a correction on Twitter about our misunderstanding of footy. So I think we were we were both wrong. Was the conclusion because last week we yes. weren't sure what footy was. We thought, is it football? Is it rugby? Turns out it's like its own whole thing, and it's similar to rugby, but it's not quite the same. And it's like yes, specific it's like- to the Melbourne area. Um, we also got a correction. For season two, episode one, about where we said that Bryony was learning to tango from the dance instructor that we didn't find very um, attractive, but in <laughs> fact they were dancing the bolero. And also, Sydney was George's godson, not Rosie's cousin, which I think we said he was her cousin. 
I he feel got like weird, but he was not. He was he was I see I got I saw that and I was like I just want to verify that because he mentions that it's not by marriage. I remember him specifically or sorry, he I mentions that it's not by blood. I remember him specifically saying that. And I I just why would you say that if you were a godson? I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll just, I'm probably wrong, but I want to see it again. I'll have to look again. We'll we'll clarify the clarification. (laughs) But as always, thank you for writing, listeners. We love it. Yes, we love to hear from all of you. Yeah. Um, Well, next up is season two, episode eight, which is, is it the blood of one of the mad? (gasps) Oh, I like this episode. Yeah, more strife. Mm, Look forward to it. Also that motorcycle scene. It's just fantastic. Oh my gosh, yes. So good. Forgot about that. Ugh. All right, well, it's going to be great. All right, well, until next week. Two weeks from now. Yeah, right, till two weeks from now.